YouTube. Good morning. Oh, I did not upload. I've recorded one or two video, two podcasts, but I I decided not to upload them. Um, one of them I am going to do a poll, asking you, you know what what it is that you want to see more of. Whether it's like oracles, I have a bunch of decks, but I'm gonna imagine that you're interested in the ones that have to do with um, wealth, business, communication, um. That type of thing. And then um, if there's some books you want me to read or react to in terms of, uh, I guess, passive income lifestyle and or leveraging our income and that type of thing. Um, And so the reason I'm kind of laughing is because right before I fell asleep recording the last uh, podcast, I finally went ahead and took not one, but two of my, it's supposed to be natural sleeping supplements. So like it has melatonin, L-theanine, GABA, 5-HTP. It is 3.44 in the morning. I've been up like since around three. So that did not work. Um, Kind of disappointed on, about that. In the past when I've taken, once I took Anyways, that's not what this is about. So, y'all, I, um, you you kind of, either you're going to love me or you're going to hate me. It's no two ways around it. But if I allow myself to be, you know, express what's going on the inside, you know, I, I could be, um... could just stay silent and go with the flow but what happens when you present something to me um and a little bit of this has to do with what happened when I was in college and for how long I was in that institution it's not far removed for me to kind of um dig a little bit deeper and the thing is you know I think that's part of the reason why I I talk about me wanting to just take people at face value, but then it's counterintuitive to me because I don't just listen. I don't just hear you. I listen to what you're saying and it has to make sense to me and it has to make sense from like a 360 approach from all different standpoints. So one of the, the there's two two um words I want to I already looked it up for myself too. Um I wanted to get a a clear understanding of what the word prejudice means and I also wanted to look at the newer um uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs um model which has transcendence at the top of the it's it's above self actualization i remember this was maybe if i say about 6 months ago i remember i pulled up uh, maslow's hierarchy of needs and i was pleasantly surprised to see that there's a level above self actualization which is transcendence which is why i use that word a lot in my in on my podcast and stuff but so here here we go the word prejudice, it says, um, it is a preconceived opinion that is not based on reason or actual experience. 
So, you know, this, this, this is kind of like, um, this will help you too, because here's what it says too. Um, it talks about bias and it talks about give rise to prejudice, um, in someone or make them biased, um, to cause harm or injury that results or may result from some action or judgment. And there was another um, term on here, too, that said kind of like taking one person's um, actions and like spraying it across everyone else. So this is kind of like what what the tragedy here with prejudice is that it's based on something that didn't even exist. Right. But I think that the conversations that are going on right now in terms of what black women are responsible for and what we should be held accountable for and what we get um, bashed for is kind of like because because all of this is stemming out of and, and I. I don't know, I caught it, I heard it, I didn't like it. It is what it is. So this is my way of just dealing with it. But um, one of the conversations that came up, a, a woman, a black woman called in and she had a question about what this all meant in terms of um, white women in their role in the systematic, you know, structure of racism and she got read for filth and to this day every time we're receiving confirmation bias that because this one woman called in to ask that question and and give pushback on that now ever since then it's just been black women ain't shit black women you know what i'm saying so but when you look to see what prejudice is, it's kind of like saying that it's not based on reason or actual experience. So to say that white women did not play a role in slavery, that they did not play a role in and continue to play a role in systematic um, things that I mean, it's even things like when you look at um, the Jim Crow laws that are being passed again, right? Um, the other person, if I understand it correctly, their argument was that men, uh, instated this patriarchy. So, but I don't like it because it's saying that we shouldn't hold white women's role accountable because the phrase that keeps, you know, I keep looking at what that phrase means and I allow myself to play with the analogy <clears throat> and explore from different angles. And I think it's actually a good analogy because then we, when we talk about punching up and punching down and, you know, so white men punching down on white women, black men, white women, uh, black women, so on and so forth, then you start to explore that uh, 
imagery of who's punching and why, you know. And so is it um, defensive or um, offensive, right? So here you have the, the black woman at the bottom of the totem pole and you can either punch in your weight, which would be other black women, and then you have to ask yourself, um, is this is this black woman punching, you know, because someone punched her first or is it because she's defending herself? OK, um, is she punching up at the black man? Um, you know, and does that mean that you are masculine for trying to 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 punch up? Or do you, because one of the phrases we also learned was like the empathy gap. So if you jump over the black man to go for the white woman, you know, now you're, you're kind of creating this whole idea of um, like free passes. So then... Um, <clears throat> Or you can, you know, punch up further, up further up the line and punch up to white men. Um, so it's either going to be you're going to punch up to black men, punch up to white women or punch up to um, white men. And I feel like if you, you black women are going to get we're going to catch out anyways, but I feel like. As much as I don't like the, you know, black women fighting each other. If we're going to have the conversations and if we could have healthier conversations, then I'm for it. Difficult conversations, right? Which is going to take us to the next conver- next um, word, which is transcendence. Okay. But... um. When you start to try to tell, you know, punch up like towards men, more power to you because it's it's just a whole different stratosphere type of a thing, right? At least I can try to think that women have more in common by gender than we do by race and ethnicity. Um there's commonalities that we have and we are discovering that a lot of them are it's global similarities when it comes to views on relationships, you know, marriage, family, children, um, value, right? So there's more we have more things that unite us than <clears throat> really should divide us. And it, it, it is true that racism created a structure that diminishes, you know, <clears throat> you know, that that's where you start to have these structures where black women are hyenas and whatever, what have you, right? Um, but 
I don't know. I don't think it's fair, again, to say that black women are prejudiced because, like, things happened. Things went down. I think one of the biggest questions is, you know, to what degree can we move past it? Um... You know, like I told my friend, I I told you the story about my Mexican friend that um, she, you know, she'll bring up every once in a while that the the land, like California, I believe it's Arizona, Arizona, Arizona and Colorado, that those were bought, um, stolen from her people and that they have the right to get it back and that type of thing. And she had gone on, she actually went on a tangent. Like, sometimes she would just have a one-liner, no problem. I don't, I I really do feel bad about that. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But I remember I said, why don't you just get over it? And she flipped her shit. Um, We're still friends to this day. And I did apologize, but it's like, you're not going to tell me that that didn't happen, that they didn't lose their, did they, mm, let me leave that alone. But that that's their reality. And I think about too, when, when you even think about the contrast to, this is the equivalent of telling, you know, someone like Anne Frank, you know, that that event, the H event didn't happen and... Just kind of get over it. Now, she, unfortunately, she didn't have children, so she doesn't have descendants or anything like that and to which you could, you know, kind of just tell those kids to get over it. But we do have descendants of people who went over that, and you see it all the time. It's like they're given leeway to say, yeah, that actually happened, and you have to, like, fight for your your image. So I don't know. And, and like I said, it's like... All of these things, like, people will say, well, don't be prejudiced, but then be prejudiced to us, right? Like, I just, and it's, and it really, it's a very interesting experience. But let's move on to transcendence. Um, and the funny thing is, you guys, even though I did wake up at 3.57, I mean, at 3 o'clock, it's 3.57 right now. I feel very well rested. I feel like clarity of mind. I'm drinking my alkaline water, so I don't have to do it later in the morning. Um, I'll still take my matcha tea at um, closer to 7 o'clock. And then um, I love that because I notice it, it does help like with your cognitive um, thinking and stuff like that. Keeps you, gives you like mental clarity and acuity. Um, and so it's been a while since I've taken it, so I'm just going to resupplement with that. But if you look at, um, what it says here, I decided to just stick to this one, um, definition here, but transcendence, if you look up the newer model of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, above self-actualization is transcendence. And so the first definition that comes up here is, Existence or experience beyond the normal or physical level. Woo! Sounds kind of like we're getting out of conversation about hair weaves and nails and attitude and stuff. And we're kind of like existence, experience beyond the normal, beyond the physical level. Okay. Some of the um, 
similar words are superiority, supremacy, predominance, preeminence, ascendancy, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna end with the um definition that kind of makes the most sense, but here's another one. It says, what is the meaning of transcendence? And it says transcendence comes from the Latin prefix trans, meaning beyond. <laughs> Which is so mm, funny, not haha funny, but interesting. Like, so when you say you're a trans woman, you're saying like you're beyond that of a woman, like you're an ultra woman. If you don't go sit somewhere, and so it says. Um, so transcendence comes from the Latin prefix trans, which meaning which means beyond, and the word. Is, Dare, which means to climb. So it says, when you achieve transcendence, you have gone beyond ordinary limitations. The word is often used to describe a spiritual or religious state or a condition of moving beyond physical needs and realities. Um, this one was interesting. I don't want to scare you too much, but it talks about the three aspects of transcendence, which is um, three aspects of transcendence. One is ego transcendence. Self beyond self versus um, beyond ego. Number two is self transcendence, which is beyond the self and the other. And number three is spiritual transcendence beyond space and time. Then it says, um, this, I really like this um, definition right here. And I think it makes sense, especially when I've been talking about how what does it mean to transition from Age of Pisces to Age of Aquarius, where Age of Pisces was more collective, groupthink, um, religious, religion, man-made structures, like sheepthink, groupthink, everybody following, you know, the the 1%, right? Um, whereas in my opinion, Aquarius is very much about the individual, very much. that I remember when we were... Reviewing one of my favorite definitions about Age of Aquarius is uh, from Wikipedia. I know if, if my um, college professor heard me say that, she would be so disappointed. But for the most part, I really liked that definition. But please, if you're in college or university, do not cite Wikipedia <laughs> as a source. It's still not considered credible, you know, in terms of for research and stuff. But when I read it, for the most part, I was talking about um, what I gathered was it's very much about innovation, the individual. But how do you continue to be an individual and still be a part of the collective? And so here, this definition kind of makes sense as to why we would have this archaic um, model of Maslow's hierarchy of needs which back in the days used to be capped at self-actualization, and now we have this new, um, this new high, which is transcendence. And it says, self-transcendence is at its core about transcending or rising above the self and relating to that which is greater than the self. In simpler terms, it is the realization that you are one small part of a greater whole and act accordingly. So, um, one of the things that I did like and I took away from the last movement I was in was how can you be a part of a community? And it's going to be very important that 
you hone your particular, you know, skills and abilities to contribute to the whole. So there are things that you're going to have your area of expertise in. So now instead of, you know, emulating and becoming exactly like the person who's feeding you information, you are going to develop your area of expertise, right? And that's why even for me, I'm reminding myself that there's no need for me to keep like musing or or going over the same stuff that my content favorite content creators are doing. That's what they're good at. That's what they were born for. That's what they were made for. And so no, I do a disservice when I don't do my health and wealth um aspect or my take on on things. I could talk about some of the same stories, but but I try to make sure that it's relating to health and or wealth, right? That's something I'm going to try to develop that is part of my north node. So got to still be patient with myself, right? But it's this whole idea that you're a small part of a greater whole. <clears throat> the the Next definition here says, what is self-actualization versus transcendence? So it says, at the level of self-actualization, the individual works to actualize the individual's own potential, right? So it says, whereas at the level of transcendence, the individual's own needs are put aside to a great extent in the service of others. And um, this is interesting because in... All of this muck and all of this, like, me processing this, I know I'm not the only black woman that's going through this, right? So, it just is what it is. If I was going to be born any other, you know, way or, you know, male or different ethnicity, you know, part of the process is you start to move above the basic... The average person is not going to be able to ask the questions that I'm asking, right? The average person is going to be working a nine to five, caught in the rat race, caught in, you know, the demands of, of what work is pushing you to do. So when I have free time, like right now, if, if I had to go to work at nine in the morning or eight in the morning, um, and if I had, I was going to say if I had a wife and kids, if I had a husband and children, you know, to take care of, I would be trying to go, trying to go back to sleep. And I would be kind of on edge because not only am I not getting enough sleep, you know, if my children are having nightmares or they wet the bed and then I got to get breakfast, make sure they got their homework, their stuff in line, make sure that I'm planning for dinner, you know, making sure that my work life is I'm not going to have time to ask questions or find out that there's a newer model of self-actualization or transcendence. And I'm not going to have the chance to necessarily sit down and observe patterns of why certain people are saying certain things or moving in certain ways. Like, And so even when I talk about my awakening, you know, process, and I am still fairly new to it. I know some people start at a way earlier age. Um, in terms of being able to introspect a lot. And some of it was crippled. I, I will acknowledge that too. But I, because I um, grew up Christian, but if I can convert the transmute 
some of the negative things for positivity, I learned how to look at, you know, when a Bible story comes up, you know, how do you look at it from different angles? You know, and and I started to really understand that more when I high school, one of our my favorite, you know, religion teachers had a great way of teaching us how to like look at it from different angles. He ended up being your typical regular everyday man, you know, cheated on his wife and and everything like that. <laughs> Got a divorce and whatnot. But and he also tried to introduce us to stock back then. Um uh taught us a little bit about and none of our parents I remember at that time were were into that kind of stuff either, like as a collective. And I went to school, private school, so a lot of the kids I went to school with were wealthy, but I think he was definitely ahead of his time back then. And um, it's kind of cool to go full full circle and be like, I still legit remember we used to get the, the daily newspaper and we would go and look for our stock ticker and we would see if it went up or down and how to track it. And now you have Google, you type in the ticker symbol. And um, <clears throat> once I took my class from the mentor, she taught us how to, to compare, you know, do the calculations based on what we're seeing. So, but moving forward here. So transcendence, we are moving ahead at light speed. A lot of the older models are falling away and or we are finding new realms. Like I remember when I was looking into the chakra system, I remember that I found out that we had 12 chakras. A lot of people um think that we only have, I think it's like five or, or eight. But um, I remember when I got the deck for the chakras and then I started pulling up what was online, you start to realize that we have 12 chakras and the chakras are not just within our body. They actually go like two to three um, chakras below our feet, which is is deep, especially when you start to talk about like on from the health aspect and grounding yourself. Right. And when you understand that above the crown chakra, there is space out, you know, three chakras above that. So even as we're moving to a age of artificial intelligence and stuff, um, the models are, are becoming more accelerated or more advanced, right? So here's what, one thing I wanted to say. So it says, we self-actualization is individual working to actualize their own individual potential. And, and if you're going to transcend, you have to be a bit... Uh, um, able to, it says the individual's own needs are put aside to a great extent in favor of service to others. So what I was saying about my experience as a black woman is we're being asked to put aside our own needs. Um, and the, the one that I thought would be a little bit scary for you is how do you deal with your ego? What is your ego? Because the three aspects of transcendence is ego transcendence, self-transcendence, and spiritual transcendence. So how do you push past your ego? How do you push past the ego beyond the self and the other and um, beyond space and time, right? And 
So it's it's a trinity of, of sorts, right? Um and and this definition is complementary to the one where it says you're a small part of a greater whole. I think part of what does bother me a little bit, you know, and I do want to acknowledge it because I do feel like I want to honor my feelings in conjunction with my thoughts. So, yeah, I, I analyze it, but I just happen to be a person that has feelings. Um... So I do react to what I'm seeing and then I can kind of process it. But, and I'm doing this, you know, I would be thinking these things anyways while I'm sitting here sipping my water so you get to hear what's going through my thought process. But I don't want you to think, you know, uh, a lot of you know, one of my favorite content creators, she talks about um, quantum a lot. So I'll say that. I don't want to, you know, I'm trying to respect the... um, social etiquette type of thing but she talks about quantum a lot and um i am on her newsletter and one of the if you aren't already subscribed to her newsletter i would recommend it it's it's complimentary and it does kind of stimulate you a little bit to think outside of the box she um there is one of the emails that she sent out and i don't obviously you wouldn't be able to get excuse me that email retroactively but the the email that captured my heart recently was the one that says that she who quantums and it started to talk about the the woman that basically if I'm not mistaken she actually used the word transcends um is able to push past divine feminine divine masculine and just be divine whoa mind blown right but um How do you push past, you know, I, I, I said it before in my initial, one of the very first um, podcasts where y'all can tell I'm livid about that. I am so livid. Like the whole idea of like F black girl magic really triggered TF out of me. Right. But I committed myself that I'm going to trigger up. So work through the ish, figure out why it's triggering and you get to hear it and and whatever, but I feel like um, one of the the very first podcasts when I was reacting to that sentiment was, wow, you're asking black women to push past our feelings out, you know, and push past what other people do or don't do. Because even when you look at the element of forgiveness, which yesterday, the um, I didn't record this, but... I went and I looked up to see, from what I understand, forgiveness is a biblical um, aspect, right? Um, and so I wanted to see, like, does an atheist believe in um, in forgiveness or that concept or what does that look like? And a lot of it has to do with stemming out of, like, you know, you committing a sin. So... I still have a little bit more work there to kind of understand what it means. I mean, I next time I kind of circle back to it, I can probably record what that looks like. But you're going to have to be able to push past. Because one of the things that when I uh, did the podcast like two days ago about the forgiveness was 
you have to be willing to acknowledge that even though there's hurt and even though that person might not um, accept responsibility or take accountability for, you know, that hurt or pain that was caused, then, you know, and, and, and create restoration, trying to push past that energy, right? And so, it's, it's not easy. I, you know, um, if you are able to on Anchor Podcast, if you, um, you're welcome to leave a comment and share if you feel like you've been able to transcend or if it's something that you um, are kind of struggling with or and and this is so interesting, too, because I think even as I'm going through this, sometimes we can even um, the bashing between the bashing. Right. I think on the spiritual journey is like I really do feel like. um, Sometimes. It can be stigma surrounding what is divine and divine is supposed to be always perfect and always loving and always um, conform, conformed, you know, um, and contained and programmable. Um, And the image that just came to mind, um, I've never seen the movie The Matrix, but the um, I know there was imagery because we weren't allowed to watch TV and I just never, um, I don't really gravitate to movies the way that people do. <laughs> um, it's not really my thing. I do enjoy like YouTube stuff because I get to hear people, but I've never been really much of a movie person. So, But I do remember this scene or this imagery um, a clip where it shows all of these people plugged in to a system like at the nape of their neck, you know, and they're just all uniform and they all look alike and they all think alike and they all move alike. And this one person just waking up and breaking free from, from that. And that can be chaotic because you're disrupting. And that means that you are questioning everything. And so I, when, when I use the word struggling, I would prefer to see that you're struggling in the sense that, um, cause, cause I don't want it to be a limiting belief where it's like hard and tough, which is why I brought up the lady that talks about quantum. It, it You don't fight too much. I think that a lot of the uh, intuitive conversations you have with yourself, which I can agree with this, are kind of, um, they're quiet internal thought processes. And, and because I've been doing it for so long, I just, I can still monitor it and I keep trying to heal it, you know, type of a thing and just in little bite-sized pieces. But because I am doing musing part, you hear the nitty gritty, you hear like the day-to-day of me pushing through stuff, like peeling back the layers, analyzing things, right? And so, um, one of the, the, this might help you a little bit too, because I, like I said, I try to be, um, 
understanding that not all of us are going to think the same. Obviously, I'm going to be offended by certain things. And obviously, I intentionally offend people. But I think that when you think about the... We were talking about the chakras a little bit. And I I have to remind you because I understand my role a little bit. And that's why I keep saying things like I'm analyzing. I'm so... Um, But I want you to kind of understand where you fall into things because... That can explain why you're approaching things differently. um, Virgo, which is something that I feel like I'm ascending to. So I'm a Scorpio sun, but I'm a Virgo rising. Virgo rising is about health and wealth, but we are the gut of the body. We are the part of the body that takes whatever you feed us and we, we sort through it. We figure out what we can pull out for nutrients, what we can take away from that. And then we flush the rest of it. We think the rest of it is shit and we send it out of the body to be flushed down the toilet, right? And so that means that there has to be critical thinking or like analyzing and figuring out what, you know, chew the meat and spit out the, I was going to say spit out the fries, (laughs) spit out the bones. But some people are, um, they're in the headspace. So they're the ones that are going to be thinking of new thoughts and I, you know, new concepts, new create. They're the the movers and shakers of um, of movements, right? Also, when you start to understand human design, you start to understand the different types, and you understand that seventy percent of the population is generators. Generators are the the horsepower, right? Remember, we were talking about the collective and how so you have projectors who are usually up and at the front. They're um, giving us uh, because remember, all is mind. Right. All is mind. So they come up with these ideas and then people fall into what they're going to follow. But when they follow it, they're the body, they're the action, they're the population, they're the support line, right? Like even when you look at the kitten heels guy, he was a a thought center, flawed, may it be flawed or whatever, but all these people were willing to just funnel money and become the the body of the movement. They, and it's funny to me because I always kind of laugh when a guy is telling another guy how to act. And it's, I guess, even funnier when a woman's telling another guy how to act, but whatever. But but um, let me drink some water and, and recenter here. Mm, hold on one second. Mm. So good, y'all. When you know when your water's like crispy, like ah, and it feels so good, like just going down your throat into your ah. Love it. But um, so I was talking about how some people are going to be headspace. Some people are going to be the mouthpiece. I remember when I was doing the erotic astrology, as as naughty as it was, you know, we were revisiting, you know, some of the signs are um, going to be more aroused by the mental. Some are ruled by the throat. By the spoken, right? So you might have some people that are able to kind of go up and down through the body. And some people that are able to 
can can only vocalize and so depending on if you're an amplifier or just repeating what other people say you're vocal you can take what people think and spread the word through vocalization um i remember like uh i think it's a taurus was like the the shoulders and whatnot right um i want to say there's heart space and then there's the gut right and then there's the reproductive system you have people that are going to replicate and multiply whatever it is, right? Or take it and take that information, take the nutrients of that information and give birth to new stuff, right? And then you have people who are going to do more of the like the legwork in a different capacity, right? Um, some people that are going to do, when you think about the chakras at the bottom of the feet or or... Oh my gosh, there's something sounding outside. I'm freaked out. All right, let me go. I think I've gotten most of my message across. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Let me get my pew pew, y'all. Okay, y'all. So I done made my rounds. <laughs> I don't know what the heck that was, but everything is fine in the backyard. And obviously my little my little Bruno was on it. <laughs> Even though he's in his in his bedtime and stuff. But um there was something I wanted to address and because I'm aware that I don't have just predominantly, you know, black women, but I see that we have listeners from all around the world. And I wanted to talk about the struggling part and what it means to be small part of the collective. Um, struggle, but don't struggle. The reason I said I, I, I like the idea of struggling in it with it is that life is not always going to be easy. And sometimes you're going to have tests that really force you to fine tune where you stand on certain things, you know, and you are going to have pushback. And if you are on the pushback side, it's it's okay to do it. I think that obviously handling some of the triggers, but it doesn't mean you have to lash out at people and or I feel like um get physical, you know, or nasty. Obviously, some some of the stuff I, I I'm gonna keep it up. I I was offended as all get out um by by some of the phrases and I've said them repeat repeatedly, but I feel like the struggle is making me, you know, pull up things like, why did this person say this? Because cause I think 95% of the people who um, are spoon-fed what prejudice means, they're just going to take that and run with it. But when you start to, to see that prejudice has to do with preconceived things of things that didn't even happen, that doesn't even apply to black women in the sense that what what that woman that one person said was legitimate in that yes they played a role and i feel like that's going to take me to part 2 that white women did play a role which takes me to part 2 i feel like all i can do is appeal to um the higher inner version of you know, I guess in particular white women 
to kind of, you know, because cause you hear this a lot, like even when there's a lot of uh, rep- talk conversations surrounding reparations, well, I didn't enslave anybody. Well, I didn't um, force you to work for free. I'm not benefiting from the system that we're in. You know, I'm, I don't have millions in my bank account. I didn't have any slaves. My parents didn't own any slaves. So why should I have to pay reparations, right? Um, and so when you look at what, what, um, forgiveness means, it it is a two way street, but I think sometimes we are called to kind of push and, When I tell you black women have a lot of spiritual work, (laughs) this is not the easiest assignment, but it's like you are being, I feel like being called to like push past ego, push past all of these adversities and in a Christian way, right? In a biblical sense of way, forgive people. And I feel like this is how it's been for the most part. Do we have, you know, our our bad seeds and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, but part of the struggle of life is to become the best version of yourself. Imagine being born and just thinking that you are the best version of yourself and you don't push yourself to say, well, why do I believe certain things? Do I still believe that? This is this is another interesting thing too. Like if you um still have the same beliefs that you did 10 years ago, 5 years ago, you're not growing and anything that it doesn't grow is dying. And and when you start to listen to other conversations where people are kind of reminding us like, "Hey, the patriarchy is falling apart. We are already talking about chat GPT, artificial intelligence. Things are accelerating. And even, I don't think it, it's not remiss on me, like even little peon, cog in the wheel, black woman, bottom of the totem pole, me, is able to experience things like compound effect. I think compound effect has to do the same thing with accelerated effect, like the snowball effect, right? So it's becoming quicker for you to um, become financially independent. It's becoming easier for you to have access to healthcare for the most part. I know some, some states still have like the Medicaid issue, but I see that in the sense of it, once you increase your your wealth and your finances now you can go to the doctor if you need to get your prescription if you need to um get an in-house exercise gym if you need to and and you can cut back on hours to be able to exercise if you need to um and you know i i say that because it's so interesting to me too i will say this too um, and this might be on the longer side, but I'll try to keep it short, get back to drinking my water and just kind of studying a little bit. But 
when I, one of the things that excites me about getting more people on the passive income lifestyle with me is that when I think about who is in power and who has money now, a lot of us are not necessarily happy with with how the you know there's there's abuse of power now but with that being said one thing you're not going to do is pocket watch me and I've talked about this before too I feel like when it comes to charity um I have my way of reaching people that are in my purview that I want to be charitable to right like I I understand what it's like to be that girl that's in the cafeteria in the kitchen in the back room washing the dishes right and wiping the tables and having the rich kids think it's so funny to leave their mess on the table when I ask them time after time to take their trays to the to the dish room so that it can be, you know, rich white kids think it's so funny, right? Um, not being a victim, I'm just saying this is part of what came with, with the experience and stuff, but... Um, We were talking about, um, kind of lost my train of thought there. (laughs) Talking about the victim thing. Um, I lost it. I lost it, but it will come back to me. It will come back to me. Let's see. We're talking about transcendence, being able to push through, um, not staying stuck in a rut. Allow yourself to push through energy and try to see if you're on a higher plane than you were. You know, one of the things I, uh, phrases I learned when I was coming out of my last relationship is where you left me is where you will not find me. Um, I think that sometimes we think about in terms of relationships or for, with the opposite gender, you know, the, the growth that comes from that, but really anyone in life, um, one of my, one of my friends, um, she she's in yeah but we just caught up after several years and she's like I'm gonna try and see if her number is still the same she called me um and it was really nice because she wasn't where she was you know the last time we talked and I haven't been where where I was the last time we talked when I thankfully I've I haven't run into anybody I used to work with and it's kind of funny because I know that they're at work, well, for the most part, at some nine to five, you know, (laughs) getting pushed around and caught up in the politics. And I'm out here living my whole entire best life, making the same income that that I was and crossing over into six figures, you know, end of this year. So I'm like, "Mm." well, I did lose my my train of thought there, but I did want to encourage you like, the struggle, when I think of struggle, I think about the butterfly in the cocoon, where it's kind of like, um, you kind of have to, you know, use your muscles a little bit. Don't be too shy to kind of think or push back. Be, be, pay attention to how you push back, you know, myself included, um, but part of forgiveness is being able to acknowledge that I did get triggered. Um, but, 
Um, I would say for my non-melanated listeners, I think that there's a lesson in there for you still because... Oh, we were talking a little bit about the reparations part. I don't know. I really... I, 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 I can't begin to try to pretend and tell you, you know what you need to do or how you need to address it. I really can't tell you as a white person. I just feel like that's stuff, something you have to work on. Um, and when I think about the forgiveness model that we looked at the day before, all I can tell you is that we've had a scummy past, scummy experience. And I feel like, um, it's still held like even when I think about my the Christian institution that I used to work at um there were still wage disparities you know um when you look at in terms of their hiring practices the um leadership did not necessarily represent considering how diverse the, you know, Southern California is, um, right. So, so it wasn't, you would have your token black person, um, and still had the wage disparities. And and it was so interesting to me. It was interesting how the covert, um, systematic oppression part of it was. I don't know. I feel like let's, let's talk about this a little bit more, but I, here's, here's, here's another thing too. And why I feel like I, I got most of the triggering stuff out of my system, but I feel like, um, one of the things I asked myself was, to what degree is my inner higher millionaire self going to really give a damn about a lot of these things that I'm going through? And the truth be told, I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> like, and, and, and I can see why sometimes rich people can seem so disconnected. Um, and I think that's where I was going with the dishwasher thing. But... Oh, I remember what I was saying about that. I would prefer that, you know, when I see people working, I I, I recognize what that type of person is and that they have a good heart. I would prefer to put those people in a position to to be wealthy because... I trust that they will give back to the community. I trust that they will care and provide for their children. I trust that they'll be responsible. And I think we need more people like that. So when we talk about the pocket watching thing, as salty as I could possibly be about that, it's kind of like, listen, I'm giving X amount of charity in my way. Some people might be like, oh, you have to spend your money this way or that. Like I said, Beyonce has given millions of dollars and people will always say she had to give more and she didn't give, you know, to the right people or to the right whatever, whatever, what happened, she, you know. But then you ask them, okay, so Beyonce gave $10 million, a million apiece to, to 10 different entrepreneurs. 
how much did you give to the people that you're saying, you know, should have, oh, nothing, da, da, da. No, no. You grow your account, okay? If, if, even though I feel like you, you know, you, you kind of pocket watching people, listen, let me show you how to make your, you know, anywhere from two to five million in 36 months. And let me see what it do. Now, if you feel that, you know, she should have given a million apiece to these other entrepreneurs, then you take your money and you, you put your money where your mouth is type of a thing, right? So, but I have my way of being charitable and I think that that's important. And I feel like um, if it means adding more money to other people's pockets so that they can, you know, it's it's a ripple effect. I, I'm being reminded so much about the book that we read, The um, Science of Getting Rich by Dr. Wallace Waddles, and understanding that we do need the good and the bad. And he does talk, and it it is triggering AF, but it talks about how you get to a point where you start to understand, like, let the world powers be the way that they are. You know, the most important thing is to make sure that you are self-sufficient, that you are... um not a financial burden. And then once you take care of that, now you can bring more other people with you. And then that is how you, how you liberate people. Because if people are stuck in their basic and core needs, they cannot transcend, right? If you are not having your needs for um, food, shelter, clothing, you know, you can't get to a level of like like the uh one of the things I said earlier in this podcast was even with the passive income lifestyle I get to sit here at freaking 4:48 in the morning and I'm okay because I know that if I quote unquote lose sleep I don't have to be exactly at work at eight o'clock and figure out if my boss is having a bad day which means we're all gonna have a bad day um I have time to really think things through and mull things over from the nine to five when, you know, even when I'm working out, I can think about certain things. Why did this person say this? Why is this true? Is this false? Does this hold water? Does this make sense? Does it make sense from this angle? Does it make sense from that angle? And it's so interesting. One of the, the terms I used was being spoon fed, right? Like I've I've mentioned how... I would consider myself to be a toddler because my, my spiritual awakening happened like around 2016. So we're, we're in 2023, so 16, 7. It was like towards the end of 2016, which is usually around my birthday. So let's say 17, 18, 19, 20, 7, 7. So obviously at this point, I should be past being spoon fed my spirituality. I should be able to like chew it, digest it. I should be able to get you know, not just the desserts, but the, with, but the proteins and the fruits and the veggies and, and, um, and be able to kind of like digest it and assimilate it and figure out what makes, what's agreeable with me. And again, I, I, I can kind of, I think, I hope I am somewhat empathetic to allowing people to just do what they do and be who they are 
I think the, the my biggest gripe with this whole thing of how it unfolded is you, you like you legit stepped on my toes like that that you know so the response is not to be like oh you stepped on my toes like get over it no <laughs> you know like I I feel like there's ways to address you know certain things but I don't think whitewashing over it or blaming me for getting my toes stepped on is the way to go and I feel like I am being very defensive you know when you when you use the analogy punching up and punching down I was over here chilling like a villain (laughs) but now it's kind of like "Mm." but um Yeah, I don't know. So, so would the millionaire version of me really care about these conversations? A little part of me, like a little tiny voice of me says like, no, I wouldn't. If I were a millionaire black woman, I would not be worried about the gender wars or the... um race wars and and it kind of explains why there's like this disconnect and sometimes it can feel like crabs in a barrel where it's kind of like oh you're rich now and now all of a sudden you can't be doing well yeah because what you're not seeing behind the scenes and that's why I like this this um musings of a divine feminine because you get to see my my growth what happened all in between the scenes is me processing these type of things is it important is it going to take me to the next level you know in the grander scheme of things what is the bigger picture at play what's going to be more important I think like the higher inner version of myself the millionaires version of myself is spending less time caught up on who done it and why you know, your opinions of me as a black woman, there's nothing I can do. A leopard cannot change its spots, you know, um, push past that, you know, and understand the assignment. My personal assignment is, um, and like what Dr. Waddles, like what he said is I have to work on my me hitting millionaire status, which is if if everything continues on track, which should be in the next 12 months, right? I understand that there's things I have to do. So I'm working on my health because, listen, when my story becomes a little bit more public, I want to be looking good. I want to be smelling good. I want to feel healthy. I want to be vibrant. And so... um. The millionaire's version of myself should be able to just push past it and say, I understand when I walk out the store, I'm going to meet a waitress or somebody and I'm going to like, it almost makes me want to cry a little bit. I'm going to hear their story. And I remember like all the times I would be working in, in the summers for a couple of summers, like three summers, um, my mom, she would go with us and I didn't realize how much now I just I just had another um aha moment because my mom was a stay at home mom for the most part. But I remember for three summers, she would go up with myself and one other brother 
or a couple of brothers and we would go up to this um like this lodge like a um it was for it was for Christians and they would go up there for retreats all the time so conference people would go up there anytime we had like youth activities we would go up there so we got hired to do the dish room and and the cafeteria and stuff like that hard brutal work and it's like when you think of all the times where you're just out there thankful for labor I'm not don't get me wrong I think that it's important for all of us to experience what it's like to get the reward too like the satisfying moment of getting paid um but to know that people have knowledge of how to be financially independent and they don't share it with you or they don't you know try to set you free from from all of that and so i'm kind of attuned to what that would look like and part of me being able to go certain places and even even though i am a little bit more introverted is that i understand when i step out it's like listen i see your hustle i see your ambition i see your drive like what if you know because i think that for the first little bit it's going to be like i'm okay with doing kind of like scholarship style where i just help pay that first process where it's like i'll pay for one google ad you're responsible to go in there you compound it you know and grow it and you know if you need it in in um 12 months that's your 1600 a month if you need it in 24 months i don't remember what the number is there but if you can keep growing it to 36 months then at that point you know you'll be okay and if you need to it's not necessarily that you can't pull out you know 500 there or a thousand there or ten thousand here or there or whatever but just just kind of like free you up a little bit more and to to be even more charitable right so um th- that th- i guess what the things that when i started to think about it is like i need to be working on um like art of persuasion and um communication and continue to be the best version of myself too. I do believe in some people are not really, you know, this this could be an older model. It's possible, okay? But I do believe that, you know, the way that you come across, you present and style has a lot with how much people are willing to be receptive, which is in which is is sad because that's how we end up with people um getting caught up with illusion, right? So I know that I'm showing up as authentic, but sometimes you can have people who present a certain way and they're in debt and or they don't have the best intentions, right? And it's all like a ploy. So there's a downside of that. But I do understand that part, I need to be able to have both things in place. I need to be able to have the receipts and... um. And also pay attention to how I present, you know, and and so then it, it really does kind of hit home when you start to think about, well, like, why am I spending so much time on something that's not even going to matter? There's there's a phrase and I'll close out with this and I'm going to um, probably I can probably go back to sleep. It's um, minutes to five. I can probably do a two hour nap. 
Um, because I feel just a little sleepy, like I could go back and close my eyes, but I will close with this. <clears throat> There's a phrase that says, um, if it does, if it's not gonna matter in like seven, I'm gonna kind of paraphrase it and make it my own. Like, if it's not gonna matter in seven minutes, seven hours, <coughs> excuse me, seven hours, seven days, seven months, or seven years from now, just consider how much time you're spending on it. So it's kind of like, okay, in the grander scheme of things, I got my toes stepped on. Feeling so deep in my feelings, but at the end of the day, is this stuff that um, I really and and I just have to give it time, y'all. Just kind of bear with me too, because I one thing I do understand, I understand myself more and more. Anytime I'm coming out of a movement, there is a a, a tear away period, right? In some instances, it's kind of like when you glue two pieces of paper together and then you try to rip them apart. I'm still going to have residue or still thoughts and things that I took away from that. But it does take time for me to kind of just deprogram a little bit and kind of remind myself what I'm reacting to. So, but I feel like, do, am, I, am I ready to hang this, hang my gloves up? I don't know. Like I said, don't start no one being that. that that's like my whole style. Like, I'm going to hang my gloves up. Please, just please just don't step on my toes, you know. If you if you start to throw punches, I'm not my parents. I'm not, you know, I'm not your parents' um way of thinking. Like, back in the days, you could have slapped them around, boxed them around, stepped on their toes. Um, But I'm not, I'm not with the shits. Like, <laughs> I'm going to punch you back. I'm going to put you back hard. I remember my my little, my baby brother. He had to learn to fend for himself. And I remember, and I do not remember what the fight was about or anything. But like I said, boys are different. Um, But all I remember is he punched me. And when I tell you, I I was, I think I, I know I wasn't more than seven years old. So he would have been like, I want to say he was three. So if you do three, five, seven, nine, I would have been around the age of nine. That's because I remember he was three and I remember he hit me in my arm. It was in my left arm still. Oh my gosh. When I tell you that went all the way, like it was so like heavy fisted. Oh my word. But he had to do that because he have Two older boys, they, they rough house and there's like this machoism, mano a mano competition thing that they do. She didn't hit big sis. I promise you, when I promise you, I was kind of like a lump, you know, on a wall type of a thing. Um, my personality wasn't really cultivated. I was to be seen and not heard or yeah, seen, not heard. And my personality anyways tends to be, you know, just kind of sedentary and just chill, quiet, laid back. I, like I said, don't start none, won't be none type of thing. But um, but that that's kind of been my stance lately. Like, listen, I'm not going to start anything, but if you punch me, I'm going to punch you, I'm going to punch you to finish it. Okay. But I don't, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to go back to my corner I'm going to do me. I'm going to focus on what's more important to me and on the bigger scheme of things. 
And what's going to ha- matter in seven months from now, y'all, in 12 months from now. Um, and so in the meantime, in between time, still working on getting my body snatched, still working on my nutrients, um, flexibility, cardiovascular health, um, meal, I wouldn't say so much meal prepping, but just kind of navigating around different foods and stuff like that. And then, um, just getting back to basics, like understanding money. There's, there's five, I think what scares me a little bit is that there are at least five books that I should be reading right now. Um, I will, I will, I have a screenshot and the actual link to the books. Um, and I can give you the titles and I just need to shift to the, to that, like starting to understand money a little bit more. Right. And, and there was, a, I, I like, I really like giving examples of how I think like really sparking or igniting vision and dreams of how you can, what you can do with your money and becoming a walking, um, model to show you that it actually can be done. Like, you know, and it's cool because I've mentioned before, like usually I people don't really like people that I would want to be on board. Um, you know, and I kind of hinted at it. One of my one of my friends I met with re- recently, it's like now it's starting to make sense, you know, working, married, kids. And it's kind of like, wait, what is it exactly that you're doing again? Because you just came back from such and such and you know I'm dolled up and I look vibrant I look healthy I have like literally the contrast between the both of us skin was glowing happy stress-free you know flexible schedule happy you know if we're if we're gonna go out shopping I'm good you know and versus just drained, tired, working, 50-50. And they both make really good money. They both make really good money. Like her and her husband, they, they make good money. Um, but just time-wise and between the kids and the stress from work and being pulled in all these different directions, nonstop, it's like... And so, I mean, even if you do have a family life, it's like, okay... Let's get you a Google ad unit or something. I'm, I Who knows? I, I And that's what I'm so excited about, too, because I think in the future, there's going to be so many more opportunities. And because of the circles we're in, you know, kind of access to a little bit more information that the average everyday person doesn't really talk about. But for example, because I think it was a couple months ago, I was talking more about like the crypto side of things, but get you a Google ad, just get you yourself one, let that compound for 12 months In 12 months, you'll have 1600 in income, you can cut back on your hours, a little bit spend more time with your children if you want to. And and even get an assistant if you need to like just the housekeeping the, you know, stuff around the house, like the landscaping, um, meal prep, if you need it babysitting, if you need it, right? Um, you let it sit for 24 months and then now you can quit your job, right? And so now the stress of having to think about working for 30 years versus just, you know, 24 months and 
obviously setting aside money for retirement and diversifying. We talked about this before, diversifying your streams of income. So that's not going to be your only one. You'll probably get a little bit of crypto, start to put a little bit into stock, you know, or whatever else business models or business ventures that you have. And then now you're boom, you know, three years, you should be set. Your husband can can quit to your, you know, make sure you have money set aside for college funds. Now your kids can go to college. Now they can have properties just like that. Right. Um, so, so that, that has been really nice for me. Of course, you know, a part of the thick skin process of it too, is whenever you're kind of like leading the way, um, you really don't want to lead people into a pit of fire, pit of snakes or a pit of fire or or a burning house. And so it's learning to preface it's like, I have lost money in crypto. I have, you know, things are kind of a little rough right now with crypto. Some some of them are coming out of the that lull or whatever we were going through since last November. Um, but... Um, you know, I, I, my, my, my grief, I feel like would be the the most if I lose any friends, if they invest something small and they lose that money. And now they're just pissed, you know, because they don't understand all of what comes with through investing. Right. With me, I'm willing to take risk. Like when I tell you, I'm still buying shares for stuff, <laughs> you know, but you get a little bit here, you get a little bit here. And then like, let's say if I get a lump sum of 10,000 or 24,000 or a hundred thousand. Okay. I probably will go and get a facial or a massage out of that, but how do I invest the rest? How do I make that 10,000 create a new stream of income from that lump sum? Right. Um, stuff like that. So, um, uh, that that will be, I think, one of the saddest things for me. But outside of that, like if I'm trying to help people and they just don't see the vision, obviously I don't want people to lose their their you know income. But there are risks associated with investing, and I feel like that's why it's almost so important to kind of do the where you're teaching them stock and they take your lessons, they write their notes, and you know you can be there to coach them, but it's in their hands because even like my, um, my mentor on the stock side, you know, people will ask her like, Oh, if I give you a hundred thousand, can you invest it for me? And she's like, no, I prefer that you sign up for the class. You learn how to invest it and you're responsible for it because there's no guarantees. And I think that that's so important to understand when it comes to, you know, past performance does not mean future performance. A lot of the times I feel like too, to be a seasoned investor, whether it's in stock, crypto, passive income opportunities and whatnot. You kind of have to understand the market. You have to understand the risk. Everything is a risk. And and then that's when you become, like my mom says, like, friamente calculado, like cold-blooded, like stone cold-blooded calculating, like really calculating in terms of like, I know I was talking in a couple podcasts before about um, over leveraging yourself and um, the more you diversify your income and the way that you lock up your profit, the more secure you are. I was talking, I'll, I'll close out with this too. When I was reconnecting with my friend and stuff, he's like, finally catching. He's like, wait a minute. So you're doing that. I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, 
uh, she, I told her I had quit my job and we were just like, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What are you doing? God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. You know, hallelujah. dance like, Kajik celebration type of thing and stuff. Cause some of them thought I would never leave. I had been there for so long, but, um, and the, and the, the work conditions, like I said, you know, work is work. I did enjoy some elements of work, but so she's like, okay, all right, I need to do this. I'm so glad I talked to you. I need to do second stream of income. And I'm like, no, it needs to be eight. Cause she's still like biblical and stuff. I could kind of code switch. Like if you need me to talk about religion, I'll be like, when we do it, I know he will. <laughs> right. But, um, but I was like, no, it's eight. And she's like, what? I'm like, it's eight. You need eight streams of income. The Bible says you need seven streams of income. Yes, even eight. And we've talked about this several times on my podcast and stuff. And for everything, you know, hate it or love it, you can agree. I think the the world says seven streams of income, but the biblical version says eight. And I love it because even when you think about the numerology of it, the number eight, if you kind of flip it on its side, is kind of like the sign for infinity, right? It starts to become uh, like infinitum, continuing, looping, never ending, ongoing. And and remember, I was talking about how like you take a lump sum and you be deposit and it goes back in and it's like circular type of a thing. So... It it kind of makes sense to me from a numeral numerological numeral numerological standpoint standpoint. It's five o'clock in the morning. I cannot believe this was a really good podcast in my opinion. And and this is just within less than twenty four hours of taking the matcha tea, but the matcha tea helps me like just kinda up my game a little bit. So I will be taking that again at seven doesn't taste like anything. It's not going to disrupt. And it uh, it did help a little bit with my appetite suppression. Definitely helped me get a powerful workout. Um, and so, um, yeah. It's just that easy peasy cover girl type of thing. Know that I love you. Know that I'm rooting for you on this side of things. Um at one point, I imagine you guys are going to communicate and dialogue and give me some pushback at some point. Just don't step on my toes. You know, I think it's it's fair to say, like, respect. There's that sound again. Respect me for who I am, you know. And don't start now, won't be none. Until the next one, bye.